out of a smaller high school, smaller town. I was looking for some excitement, was really okay. wanting um, a bigger feel than what I'd experienced in my high school career, but also knew that in the, when it came to the classroom, I was really looking to be known in the classroom. I wanted my faculty members to know who we are. I'm a big question asker, so needed to be right. able to ask all of the questions all the time. Yeah. And I also am someone who had a lot of diverse interests. I didn't want to be a music major, but I wanted to be musical. I wanted to explore my faith more. I wanted to major in everything except not science right. and not math. But everything other than that was pretty much like up not, in the air. Not science, That's not, not math. The, not to say that science and math are in unimportant, but just I didn't want that to be where my major they was. They were struggles for me in yeah. high school. Also yes. me. So yeah. that being said, when I came to Capitol, everyone just kept saying, yeah, you can do that. And I'd be like, so can I combine like this and this and this and this? And they'd be like, yes. Within reason, of course. Um, so that was really a big draw of me for Capital. And then I also have to say, being from a place where I had to drive everywhere and where things were right. far away sometimes, there was so much to do in Columbus. And I could walk to a Chipotle and I could walk to a Starbucks and I could walk to a local bakery yep, and I could right go here. to the Drexel movie theater and I could go to the Bexley library. Everything was there. Also, I was here for a scholarship day and there were a couple of us we were going to a class Um to just sit in on it and it ended up being canceled. And so we were just down in this basement looking like a bunch of lost sheep and a student found us and took us upstairs to where her friends were and just were talking to us, um, was talking to us about all of our interests. Wow. And we talked about, we actually all had a lot in common and I followed them on Instagram and a couple of them actually ended up coming to Capitol. My first semester, I had a class with almost all of those people in it. And so wow. it was just a way to be like, oh, a friendly face. Oh, this my is so cool. Heart is so cat full fam right is now. real. Honestly, <laughs> I can't even. And so, a thing that Mary Claire and I actually have in common is that we both have actual blood cat fam sisters. How about it? My younger sister Abby graduated with her degree in nursing. So when I wow. what I was saying earlier about how I am not the science math right. oriented, it wouldn't be my choice. My sister loved her experience in the sciences here at Capitol and is currently working as a nurse. She got wow. snatched up right away. My sister yeah. graduated math, so they that's completed why, us that's is wild. what Mary Claire and I are saying. Thank you, Abby and Julie. We <laughs> and appreciate then, you. Because of the way that students use the word choose, like I'm afraid I'm choosing the wrong major. I'm afraid I'm choosing the wrong career. I'm afraid maybe I'm, 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 I'm choosing the wrong path. That embedded in choosing is an element of fear. And so it's better to think about it as discovering or uncovering or, or, or finding. Huh. And, and that's how so many students actually do emerge with their major because they have, I've just this week have heard maybe three different stories of students who, because they had to pick up a course and they had, a, they chose a course and they discovered in that course that they had this passion, they found this passion. And then that, set them off and running. So one of the things I love taking seriously, these things that we don't often take seriously in the academy, right? Um, so one of my favorite projects that I've done is a project on the authenticity of the voodoo in Disney's The Princess and the Frog. Whoa. Um, and so I got to spend a semester for my African-American religion class watching a Disney movie and writing about it and reading these critiques of Disney movies. The important thing for students to understand is that you don't have to know coming in the door exactly 
uh, what type of experience you are seeking when it comes to internships. The best advice I could offer students is to try to have a range of internship experiences while you're here. So actually, it was really funny because I went into the summer um, starting to apply to medical school. Um, And so I was really um, pretty much getting ready for that. And then I started to get into the lab. I started to use some of the things that I had learned throughout my entire year in biochemistry and my other science courses um, actually in practice. And it was um, really an eye-opening experience because I realized that I did not want to go to medical school. um, And that I actually um, was way more interested in doing research um, for long term. So I ended up applying to um, OSU for graduate school. And so next year I'm going to graduate school. So that's awesome. without um, just the opportunity to, to do that for an entire summer, I probably honestly wouldn't have known. So it was like super defining in Absolutely, your like, yes. college journey. Yes. I wow. would say that this past summer has been one of the most impactful that I've had. We think about the things we want our students to learn about working with diverse populations and how to solve wicked problems, you know, big challenging yeah. issues. Um, And so we partner with a number of different organizations and schools um, in our community to work on projects together. Most people are homesick to some degree. Um, Even students who are commuters sometimes are homesick for their friends who have left and gone away. (laughs) So they're not they haven't left their home, but their home has kind of moved on into different homes or new homes. So people experience that in very different ways. And one of the things that I think would be important to remind incoming students about is that all students struggle with something to some degree. They do. So whether it's homesickness, whether it's learning how to study in college, if you never really had to do that in high school or balancing your time in a different way when someone's not saying you're in class from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., your whole life is yours to schedule and dictate which time goes where. And so some students struggle with that early on and figuring out a plan for them and how to be healthy in a holistic way. So how to make the right choices in the dining room on what to eat when you should work out or get a walk in instead of playing video games, things like that. So those time management skills are also places where students start to grow a lot. Everyone wants to know that question. Okay. Where do I find a place that I belong? Where's a place where I can learn more about myself, a place I can learn more about others? Where's a place that I could explore ideas and differences? And where's a place that I could do that and have fun? Right. And essentially, I get to be the orchestrator of that where students... Wait a minute. That place exists? It exists. And you are, you're <laughs> orchestrating that place. This is not a made-up place. I get a chance to participate and have fun in this place. So it's a real place. <laughs> Part of this educational process is for students to better understand themselves in relationship to the world and to others. Yeah. When they go to the workforce, it's going to be really diverse. The world is incredibly diverse. I take personally the opportunity to help them become more prepared. So parents should feel comfortable knowing that before they leave Capital University, they're going to have amazing opportunities to explore differences in ways that make them feel comfortable, in ways that help them take leadership roles, Hmm. in ways that prepare them to graduate to not only deal with differences, but embrace it foster it and to go out to be agents of change in their community because they went to capital and they had a ton of different opportunities to connect. And it's not uncommon. I tell parents this all the time, especially during smooth transitions. It's not uncommon for your student to come home with someone from Georgia or California for Thanksgiving or Christmas (laughs) or someone from a different country because they've never experienced your tradition at home, whatever that means for you. Right. They want to experience your Thanksgiving or your Christmas or your this or your Hanukkah. And they 
come back and they're like, we had three students that were not smooth transitions come to our home. Um, next year, they need to be in smooth transitions. That's huge. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah, we just want them to have the opportunity to develop a greater sense of their identity and explore who they are in ways that are safe, in ways that promote the curriculum here, but in ways that allow them to be their full authentic selves. I think I see it everywhere uh, in the classroom, uh, whether it's just a person standing up for what they believe in or whether it's outside the classroom where they're bringing new ideas out. So uh, like Omar spoke on the Diwali, uh, this is the first year we put that on, which is a celebration of um, uh, Indian Indian Lights Festival okay. in their, in their mm-hmm. culture. Yep. And um, it was amazing. It was Especially when you don't know a lot about another person's culture. Right. Um, I think it is fantastic. And it was wonderful to sit there and watch that person blossom yeah. into this leader. Yeah. And wow. willing to share parts about um, her culture, her identity, where she comes from um, with other people. And she did that without fear and without, you know, whether she's going to be accepted or not. She wanted to do it out of because she wanted to share those things. She wanted to develop, like I said, cultural competence for the whole community. And for that to be the first event here ever at Capitol, there was a lot of students who showed up, a lot of students who showed her respect and honor. And they view her differently now. And I feel like that's a very good thing. I think we honor difference at Capitol. When I first came in as a transfer student, I actually initially came in as a piano performance major. And that that was so draining because I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like... Every free time I had, I had to go to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, that's different to everyone, how everyone else feels. Um, I just felt like I just didn't have any other time to do anything else. And um, so that one year, last year, I went through the piano performance course. And the first semester, I'm sure if you, uh, Deanna might, Deanna probably never even heard of me back, back then. Um, because I was never even involved on campus. I'd go, I'd go to the con, I'd practice, go back to my room eat, sleep, that was it, and then go back and do some homework, go back go back to the con the next day, go practice, go to classes, and it was just that. But then I saw the opportunity to get involved in the student leadership team, and that sort of, that's why I mentioned that in the first place, is because that's what have kicked off my whole involvement on campus for right. me. And um, even back then, I was back in high school, I wasn't as sort of outgoing or, you know, as talkative as I am now. And that confidence in China, you know, um, I guess converse with other people and um, getting getting to know other people. That the student leadership team helped, you know, sort of build that for me. So you're going to be engaged in multiple communities, and you're okay. going to find. We talk a lot about Cat Fam, obviously with Cap Chat. It's their first introduction to the Cat Fam, and you're going to find the Cat Fam in those places. But at this point in your life, as an 18 year old discerning if Capital is the right place for you. I will never be telling you that you'd have to show up at Capital Worship or have to show up at Interfaith Meditation. I will let you know that those are opportunities that might be helpful for you in certain ways and that I would love to see you there. And that if you don't want to be there, I'd still have to grab a cup of coffee with you just to get to know you better. That's the kind of approach that we have here is making sure that spirituality has both group participation opportunities as well as relationship, individualized relationship opportunities. There's lots of opportunities at Capital in religious organizations and beyond to learn from each other. Hmm. Um, so it's not just these groups that are separated like here are the Jewish students and here are the Christian students, but we're really working together to 
talk about similarities and differences to hear about each other's experiences and use it really as a learning experience as well. So in Columbus, we're known for public, private, academic, nonprofit sectors coming together to solve real challenges for the community. And that doesn't happen in every city. And so I think the fact that those Mm -hmm. sectors can come together, although we all have very different missions and values and operating structures, that we can put all that aside to do good work for the city. And so that's a big reason why we won the Smart City Challenge. It's how we got the crew to stay in Columbus just recently. That was Mm -hmm. not only the private sector or the government. That was all sectors coming together and working in the Columbus way, which provides a great foundation for students and interns and employees. You know, we also have an incredible foodie scene. Um, I just saw that um, Food and Wine magazine listed Columbus as an up-and-coming uh, city, and the, the name of the article, which I loved, was This Midwest City is Stealing a Lot of Great Talent from New York and California. Hmm. And so that's right here in Columbus. And then you go downtown and you go to the North Market and it's it's amazing. And it's also manageable. You can right. park. You can afford to eat there. You see your friends and your family and your neighbors. And it sums up Columbus in a lot of ways. And, and the other thing I'll mention is, um, I hope this is right. I did a little bit of digging and it looks like kind of the average age of the professional in Columbus is in their early 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. So if you think about going to college and graduating from college, you are working with among four, more or less your peers. And I don't know, to me, that would feel really good. You said you visited Capitol seven times before you. That seems like a lot. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe. uh, It's definitely a lot. (laughs) Okay. So uh, what drew you in just the fact that you could visit so frequently? Well, that, but I've never been, I never was. You know, I never visited Columbus before coming to Capitol. So having the opportunity to see that city and then being here and uh, I did an overnight and then I did the, uh, it's called Capitol Scholars, but now it's called Distinguished Scholars Competition. So I was a part of that. I visited um, like unofficially and then I visited officially. And then lastly, then I came and finally scouted out uh, the programs and I watched a meet here. And then lastly, then I just came for fun for the last time. So Uh, I was here multiple times, and every time I was here, I loved it more and more. We offer 20 uh, programs, 10 men, 10 women, uh, in our varsity athletic programs, plus intramural and and club programs as well. But our varsity programs uh, are very competitive. We play in probably, in my opinion, uh, the best Division III conference in the country, uh, top to bottom. It's very competitive, the Ohio Athletic Conference. And uh, the majority of our kids are Midwestern kids. Uh, come from the Midwest. We, we have really expanded our, our recruiting uh, efforts a little bit this year. We're, we're into Florida and uh, Colorado and, you know, out of state, the Midwest uh, states. Um, and I think what you'll find in our programs is we have a lot of kids who uh, maybe are an inch or two too short to play a Division One or 20 pounds too light, but they love the game just as much as, they, uh, as the Division One kids do. They work at it just as hard. Uh, our goal here is to give them the experience in the uh, on the athletic uh, uh, fields and courts uh, that they would get at, at a Division One level, but also be able to balance that with the academic program that they get here, so that they have a full integration into campus. It's not just sports all the time, but they actually get to be a student. If you coordinate your schedule right, like I did this semester, I have my Thursdays off, so I get to sleep in, 
And then I have a car on campus, so I like to shop, obviously. So one of the biggest things that I do is I thrift on Thursdays. So Columbus has some of the best thrifting hey. stores. So I do that as well as thrifting I like to Thursdays. explore different like food restaurants. So as of yesterday, I ate Condados and that was the first yes. time I've ever had that. Yeah. So I have the opportunity to go into that big city and be able to kind of explore, especially since I've never been there before as of, you know, last semester that having that opportunity like it's like a whole new playground like I want to be a part of it I want to you know go see what's out there so yes without a doubt there's always time Um, make sure like I said get your stuff done and then from there when you have the time like your friends are you know in your dorms are always gonna be down the hall you can hang out with them Roger and Joe, I am curious, um, how do you see students who aren't student athletes supporting their peers? We talked about one in five of Capital students are student athletes, but uh, if I'm a student who maybe has really good friends who are athletes or uh, that's something that's something I enjoyed doing in high school, I really liked being you know, part of the excitement of pursuing championships and all of this. Uh, what, is, what is that like here on our campus? What's that atmosphere like? Well, the first thing I would tell all of our student athletes, and, and we do share this with them, is don't expect your non-student athlete students to support you if you don't go support them. Mm. So we really encourage our teams to be involved. I mean, the, the Christmas show here from the yeah the uh, Capital the University yeah. Christmas oh, Festival. Oh my goodness, yeah. that is it's incredible. remarkable. Uh, last year we had um, you know our, our guest speaker, uh, former coach with, uh, from the Remember the Titans, and I was so proud that you know about eighty percent of our teams went to that. And they got that. Listen, I, I can't tell you how many kids came up to me afterwards and said that gospel choir is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, why haven't we heard them before? Why haven't we done this? So the more we get our kids out on campus and get them experiencing it, the more of those kids then will come back and support them. And I think that that's a big part of it. And I think Joe would probably say that as well is we have a lot of support within our athletic department and we build it from the outside, but we have to give it, I think, to get it. What I love about most private school environments, but specifically capital, because I love my financial aid team, mm-hmm. is that we welcome those conversations early and often. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's intimidating. We know this is, uh, these are weird words. You know, I've talked to a lot of families over the years, really successful business people, lawyers, doctors, who almost are fearful to call us because these are words they don't understand. And it's very unusual for them to not understand something. Um, but we love to break that down and help make it understandable. And part of why I love higher education is, you know, you take these these 18-year-olds that have no comprehension of what a FAFSA is, let alone um, how to get financial aid. By the time they're seniors, they're saying, mom and dad, I've got this. Merit aid, need-based aid. Mm -hmm. What are those things? What are some of those words? Uh, Anything that you would say are big things that you feel like you break down with family? So uh, in in the financial aid world, there's always exceptions to everything. So Mm -hmm. any definition I give you will, there there will always be an exception. But in general, if you're looking at an award letter, you know, this is that exciting time of year when um, you get all the big envelopes in the mail with all of the money and all the dollars and cents. So fun. And I can picture families, because I did it at my own house, you know, laying every award letter out side by side. And they're all going to look different. They're all going to have the words are a little different. Back to that fear, right? It's like, okay, I have all this information in front of me. What do I do? can't make any sense of it. Yes. Right. Yeah. But in general, when you're looking at all of those award letters, if you see the word scholarship, it is likely based on something that you as a student has done 
Um, It's based on my academic potential, my music performance, my sports performance, something I have earned as a student. It's not based on my family's need. It's not based on our income, nothing. A scholarship is typically based on something I bring to the table. What is the school investing in me? Okay. Okay. Just because of what I bring to the school. Okay. If you see the word grant, it is typically because of something based on need. So the FAFSA is that big form that is often intimidating, but it provides the schools with a a picture of my family's finances. And then the school can say, based on your finances, this is what we can do to help bring down the cost of education. Okay. And we will likely call that a grant. So that's most of the time. Okay. And that's why when uh, you're thinking about cost of college, that's one reason why um, it could be advantageous to fill out that free application for federal student aid, the FAFSA. So grants are something that could, in specific cases, come from filing the FAFSA from uh, that process. Is that right? We would not have any way of knowing a family has financial need without that FAFSA. So if if any family is thinking, uh, I want to know what else is out there, Hmm. absolutely start with the FAFSA. There's no cost. There's no risk. You're not committing yourself to any loans, nothing. It's just sharing information that the schools can then use to determine if there's need-based eligibility. And I talk to a lot of families over the years that say, we make enough money, no one would ever give us any need-based money. But if you're talking about a college with a sticker price of $48,000, many families are surprised to learn, gosh, there is some financial need Mm -hmm. and the school is willing to help me out over and above that merit scholarship. Here you're, I mean... President Beth Paul, what does Cap Fan mean to you? I'm so excited about this. It means so many things. It it keeps on evolving in my experience of Cap Fam. It's really interesting. You know, I first got to know Cap Fam or or my first view of Cap Fam okay. was actually a newspaper clipping of a bunch of people painted purple <laughs> at a football game uh-huh. with a caption about Cap Fam. And when I saw it, I wasn't here yet. And I thought, oh, that's cute. Right. You know, really, honestly, I thought that's a cute marketing gimmick. I was giving credit to marketing. Okay. So when I got here and realized that it was this real powerful thing, I think my first understanding of CapFam is that everyone feels a sense of belonging here, no matter who you are. And in fact, for who you are, you feel a sense of belonging here. And my first move-in day, I remember so clearly walking around campus and asking all of our newest students, so why Capital? I'm new to Capital. Tell me, why Capital? And in so many words, but this is an actual quote from one of the um, male students that I asked, he looked up at me and he said, you know, all my life I've always felt like the different one and that hasn't felt very good. But I arrived at Capital and I realized that I belong here and that different is good. Good. Wow. <laughs> I think what I see in our students is this is not just an environment of a bunch of outgoing students. No. We attract a lot of students who, I mean, our students really are all across the map. It's it's really, we don't have a cookie cutter here. That's the way I describe it. Mm. We don't have a cookie cutter here. There isn't a mold that we try to fit our students into, which is phenomenal because a lot of institutions do have that kind of mold. Right. And we have a lot of students who are more introverted and who aren't as comfortable, you know, interacting in perhaps social settings or Mm -hmm. pushing themselves in that way. And the magic that is done with those students here, 
you watch what happens over a four-year period or even a two- or three-year period. And we talk about transformational learning for a reason. There is transformation. It, it is amazing. Uh, I think this environment is so welcoming of a whole array of people. You don't have to be that outgoing go-getter. When you come here, you're still really valuable and you will be supported and grown. Mm-hmm.